Welcome to the final Monday of October, and after today, there are only nine left in the year 2021. This is another edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a program intended to bring you and as many people as possible information about what's happening with land use, transportation, and other issues related to municipal and regional government in the area. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and it's October 25th. On today's program, a review of economic development efforts in Albemarle County. Jaunt owes the state of Virginia nearly a million dollars for false ridership numbers. Charlottesville's Home to Hope program gains international recognition. And a closed door of planners gets several interesting presentations related to climate adaptation. Let's begin with a Patreon-fueled shout-out. Fall is here, and with it, more moderate temperatures. While your HVAC takes a break, now is the perfect time to prepare for the cooler months. Your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, wants you and yours to keep comfortable all year round. LEAP offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. So if you're age 60 or older, or have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. Let's begin this week with a quick look at COVID cases in Virginia coming out of the weekend. The seven-day average of new cases has dropped to 1,545 as of this morning, with 943 reported by the Virginia Department of Health. The percent positivity has fallen to 6.3%. That figure was 8.8% on October 1st. The Blue Ridge Health District reports another 50 cases, and the percent positivity is 5.7%. The district will hold a town hall meeting on Wednesday on COVID vaccinations for children between the ages of 5 and 11. Federal approvals are pending. There's a link to the times and registration in the newsletter. Employees at the University of Virginia will be required to be vaccinated as of December 8th. That's according to a Cavalier Daily article. Provost Liz McGill and Chief Operating Officer J.J. Davis sent an email to staff on Thursday notifying that the requirement is necessary to comply with federal regulations. The article states UVA's vaccination rate was 95% as of Thursday. An international group that promotes excellence in local government has honored a new Charlottesville program that was created to help formerly incarcerated people return to society. The International City-County Management Association honored the Home to Hope program, which was proposed by Mayor Nakia Walker in 2018 to provide support to a vulnerable demographic. Four full-time employees serve as peer navigators to help people find employment, housing, and reliable transportation, among other things. According to a write-up in the ICMA's latest newsletter, the program has served 389 individuals. Of the 389 enrollees, only seven have returned to custody, and only three of those were actively involved in the program. That represents a recidivism rate of 1.8%, well below the 38% across the region. The honor is part of ICMA's Program Excellence Awards under the Community Sustainability heading. 
A routine closed door of key planning officials in Albemarle, Charlottesville, and the University of Virginia was held last week. The Land Use and Environmental Planning Committee, or LUPEC, had four presentations on items related to climate adaptation. Paul Zmick is the Director of Energy and Utilities at UVA, and he gave a presentation on the school's efforts to develop a strategy for thermal energy use. That's one way UVA hopes to become fossil-free by the year 2050. A recent study evaluated dozens of potential ways to reduce reliance on old technology. Some strategies are recommended to be dropped from further analysis, such as solar thermal, biomass, and deep geothermal. Lance Stewart, the county's director of facilities and environmental services, gave a presentation on the recent publication of the 2018 greenhouse gas inventory. That tool will be the primary way that Albemarle measures its progress towards its emissions reduction goals. The next milestone is to reach 45% of 2008 levels by 2030. Emissions were estimated to have decreased by nearly 10% between 2008 and 2018. To achieve the county's 2030 target, we need to reduce emissions by 39% from 2018 levels. The presentation also states that the effectiveness of Albemarle's Climate Action Plan will not be known until after the 2022 inventory is published in 2024. Bill Moyer of the Rivanna Water and Sewer Authority briefed LUPEC on a program to recover methane gas, which is a byproduct of the wastewater treatment process. The Moores Creek Wastewater Treatment Plant generates 32 million cubic feet of methane each year, and that is captured as biogas and used internally in plant operations to produce biosolids, which are shipped to Waverly, Virginia, for eventual use as fertilizer. Albemarle County's Bill Fritz gave a presentation on large-scale solar opportunities being studied and deployed for Albemarle County. That is the only one of the four presentations that was not posted to the LUPEC website. The transit agency Jaunt owes the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation nearly a million dollars due to misreporting of ridership figures by former CEO Brad Sheffield. Sheffield resigned last November after the Jaunt board requested his departure. The Daily Progress first reported the details from an October 6 letter from DRPT officials regarding a review of Jaunt's financial report for fiscal year 2020. The findings of this review are troubling and indicate a pattern of misinformation and inaccurate reporting by Jaunt leadership that resulted in the overallocation of state and federal resources to Jaunt from fiscal year 19 to fiscal year 22. In 2019, DRPT moved to a system where funding was based on performance. The audit compared reported numbers to Jaunt's scheduling software and found that overall ridership was overstated by 19% in fiscal year 19. The total amount overpaid to Jaunt was $968,640, and allocations for the current fiscal year will be reduced accordingly. The DRPT has also canceled the capital purchase of 23 vehicles. The DRPT will also require Jaunt to provide a new transit development plan. For more information and context, make sure to read Allison Rabel's story in The Daily Progress. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, one person wants you to know about another community litter cleanup in Albemarle. 
this time this Saturday, October 30th, in the southern part of the county. This latest Love Albemarle event will take place between 8.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. at sites in Esmont, Keene, Scottsville, and North Garden. Around 50 people showed up for a similar event in Esmont this past spring, and organizers want to double that amount. Organizer Ed Brooks is seeking to get children involved, so if you're a parent or guardian and want to spend the morning cleaning up roadside litter with your family, register in a link in the newsletter right now or today. For the rest of the show, we take a look back at highlights from the Albemarle Board of Supervisors meetings from last week. They had two of them. Let's start with an update on Project Enable, the county's strategic plan for economic development. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority administers grant and bond programs that seek to encourage businesses to expand in Albemarle or to locate their operations here. On October 19, 2021, the seven-member EDA Board of Directors formally authorized their role in a performance agreement for the firm Bonyamos to open a demonstration facility in the former State Farm Building. That came at a joint meeting with the six elected members of the Albemarle Board of Supervisors. Doug Walker is the assistant county executive. These two bodies work in collaboration with each other. They are considering the same projects the same agreements, and they do them in concert with each other. Many of these discussions are held in closed session, as a provision in Virginia's open meeting rules allows for the public to be excluded from conversations where discussion concerning a prospective business or industry or the expansion of an existing business or industry where no previous announcement has been made of the business or industry's interest in locating or expanding its facilities in the community. These deals are often given code names, and Walker said that the following code names we'll hear exceed $136 million in private investment, which then enters the local economy. Turtle, Daffodil, Macintosh, Proton, Patriot, Bronco, 49ers. Uh, those projects um, actually are Woolen Mills, Willow Tree, Potter's Craft Cider, Afton Scientific, Barnes Lumber, Castle Hill Gaming. Albemarle Business Campus. Walker said those projects have resulted in nearly 600 new jobs in Albemarle. Another key performance agreement is the one with Habitat for Humanity for the provision of affordable housing units at Southwood, as well as one with Pinnacle Construction for the Brookdale apartment complex off of Old Lynchburg Road. And then there are other active pending projects that we can't talk about by name, but we can talk about by code. Project Gadget, Project Poma, Project Baja, just illustrating that the work continues. The EDA also works with other stakeholders in the efforts to build infrastructure to help industrial sites become more accessible and attractive. The University of Virginia's North Fork Research Park is currently considered a Tier 4 site by the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Recently, the UVA Foundation paid to extend Lewis and Clark Drive to Airport Road in order to provide a second entrance. J.T. Newberry is in the Albemarle County Office of Economic Development. It's the county's only Tier 4 site, and so the foundation provided um, you know, more than $6 million uh, towards that infrastructure improvement. Newberry said the Economic Development Office is working with the foundation to elevate the North Fork Park to a Tier 5 site. 
He also said the firm Kimley Horn will provide a long-awaited study for the county as part of the comprehensive plan update. A long-desired piece of information for us as an inventory of our commercial and industrial properties. You can watch the whole rest of that presentation on the Board of Supervisors website. There's a link in the newsletter. Supervisors also met on Wednesday, October 20th for a full meeting. At the very beginning of the meeting, Chair Ned Galloway said he recently attended a meeting that welcomed more than 250 families from Afghanistan to this area. The International Rescue Committee is seeking assistance from the community. Um, Things like if you're a landlord or somebody that has housing space available, uh, to contact the IRC or the International Rescue Committee to help. Employers in the area helping these folks find employment. And then obviously just assisting with um, the transition. Just navigating simple things like how to get around the community can be daunting, especially coming out of a very stressful and traumatic experience for these folks. Click through a link in the newsletter to the Welcoming Greater Charlottesville page so you can find out how you can get involved if you can do so. We'll have more from the Board of Supervisors meetings in future installments of this newsletter and podcast. And that's it for today's installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thanks again for listening. If there was something in here that you have a question about, please drop me a line. I'll be happy to try to help. If you could also send this on to somebody else that will help us build the audience, about a third of you are paying for this service, which I really think is fantastic. Thank you so much. If you would like to join them, there's lots of different ways to do so. Today, I want to tell you about Substack again. If you subscribe through Substack at either the $5 a month, $50 a year, or $2, a year level, you will be matched by Ting. That's right, the company Ting, the internet company Ting, will match that amount, which is fantastic. They want to support this kind of information being produced, and I am glad for that support. Another thing you can do, of course, as I said, is to send it on to somebody else. Growing the audience, the thing I want more than anything is for as many people to hear this as possible, and that's we're on the way for that. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I'll be back in the near future with another installment of the show. In the meantime, stay safe out there, and I hope you learn something new. After all, that's kind of the point of being human. Talk to you soon.